Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Ludicrous Car Review. Well, we have a lot of big news for you today, uh, mostly coming from the spectrum of, well, Ford. Ford, surprisingly, despite Dodge's insistence upon cutting all their V8 engines all at once and moving strictly to electric cars, Mustang is one of the few, actually a surprising breath of fresh air. While I'm not going to say Mustang was originally one of my favorite car companies, or car companies, car brands, I should say, I can't say that it's not one of my worst either. I mean, I don't have any gripes about it. It's just I prefer Dodges better, at least I used to. That is until Mustang is, well, surprisingly, one of the few to actually make a slight stand against, well, the electric car craze at this point. You would have thought that that move would have came from Dodge, but, you know, well, here we are. The fact is, is that despite Dodge's insistence on removing it, Mustang was actually keeping it. At least for the time being, at least we were a little concerned, especially when they announced the new Gen 7 Mustang coming out. And especially with the fact that they had released the Mustang Mach-E, which was a pure electric, not quite a Mustang in my opinion, I mean let's face facts here. It was a Mustang badged SUV, it wasn't really a Mustang per se. I know a lot of people will argue for some way or another, but let's face it, it's just, that's what it was. But the fact is, is that Mustang in the Gen 7, many people suspected that maybe they'd be cutting engine size or maybe reducing cylinders or possibly even going full on a hybrid, maybe even electric. But all those hopes for you green people out there have been dashed, thank goodness, because Ford has announced its new Mustang, and let me tell you, it's sir as heck a V8. So, we're going to go into the first looks at the new Ford Mustangs. Some of the first impressions and looks in that of the car. We got a lot of pictures of it, so we can go into both interior and exterior. And maybe discuss a little bit of some of the performance options. I don't think they have full numbers released for the performance numbers in that. But we can take a look at some of the options they have as well. We'll also go into a little bit of news as well. And kind of cover some of the stuff we missed over the week. So, without that out of the way, let's get on to the car review, shall we? So, the Ford Mustang has been a staple in, well, Ford for all eternity. It's pretty much the longest-running continuous car in the world. I mean, Chevy technically holds that title with the Suburban, but, I mean, let's face facts here. The real car people buy, it's the Mustang. So, with um, many people clamoring for electric cars nowadays, one would have thought that Mustang would have taken a little more proactive approach to moving their Mustang to being full electric. Well, thank God they didn't. But that's not to say it's not coming. Ford has said this is going to be the last real V8 push from them. 
unless something changes in the government, which I highly doubt, um, for them in the VA category, which at least somebody's doing it, thank goodness. So, let's take a look at the first impressions of the exterior of the car. We'll get to talk of the interior, and then we'll go on to some of the performance options and one of the new packages that are coming out for it that sounds pretty dang gnarly as well. So, let's start off with the exterior of the car. Now, I'm not going to say they change a ton of this. The car's front end is a little more sloped down, so the grills drop down a little bit. Um, it's making it a little more aerodynamic than that. But overall, the car's kept its pretty much the same Gen 6 styling. That being said, though, it's got a lot sharper lines to it. Whereas the Chicks generation was very flowy and curvy and kind of moved in one fluid motion, this is very much reminiscent of you know, challengers, and especially, it's kind of a cross between the sharp lines of a Camaro, even. Basically, all the swoopy lines you saw in a 06, or 06, in a 6th generation Mustang, are pretty much being sharpened out, and pretty much made a lot sharper on the edges. This creates a more futuristic, and actually cooler looking sports car, in my opinion. So the front end, like I said, is kept being a lot of the same front end design. It's got the larger front end to that. The headlights are almost square shaped in a longer pattern, which actually looks pretty cool as well. The body lines throughout all are pretty much just sharp edges in that. So when you get a side profile of the car as well, it maintains a very much a sleek, almost like a one straight back design until you get to the rear end of the car, which actually doesn't look too bad in that. It kind of creates a very sleek and fast looking appearance. In fact, almost like a you didn't know it was a four-seater technically you would think it was just a two-door coupe just the way it was slow back like that it maintains also its fast back design which i very much appreciate as i think mustangs do look cool without the fast backs but i think the fast backs are just one of the cooler features at least in the new ones it kind of needs it to be honest so as we get to the side of the car like i said it's got a very flat profile but what stands out is when you get to the rear of the vehicle now the rear end of the car does look good i'm not going to say that but one thing i didn't notice if you just isolate the picture and just look at the rear end of the car and just point it out to anybody most people might guess it is actually a camaro because the rear end is very sharp and very stylish of a camaro's rear end i'm not going to say it's a horrible thing but it's I mean, I guess if you're looking for individuality, you'd, I don't know, try to separate yourself from that kind of competition. Oh, wait, there's no competition. Never mind, let's just say it's actually a good styling cue. I actually don't mind it, and I guess it flows well. Not really what you expect from Mustang, but not bad. So, as we get to the back of the car, that's where I have a few gripes about the vehicle. Although, one thing I did say before this, I do like the fact they brought back these snowflake wheels. I think they always, always look kind of cool. Um, a little bit more retro-esque, if you will. But, again, before we get to that, we have the rear of the car, and for me, this is where I start having a few gripes. Now, I will say with the wing, it does mitigate this a little bit. But without the wing, one of my big gripes is that the rear end looks a little awkward, if you will. It almost looks like, if you ever look at those Kia cars, those kind of has that stubble slope front end, and this has something very similar. It has where the cars basically comes down to the trunk lid, goes in dents in about a almost like a 45 degree angle almost and then shuts back out only like a couple inches like that and juts back out like six inches it's kind of a weird design and creates almost like an indent on the back of the car like a squarish indent i don't care for it it looks a little awkward and weird and it creates this kind of weird illusion especially in the back end of the car it does make the headlights look pretty cool almost like a pointed arrow style even though if you probably looked at them straight on they're more straight but um 
especially if you just isolate the picture as well it looks kind of weird just the way it kind of pokes out like that it just it just feels weird overall i'm not going to say it's awful i'd have to see one in person first before i see that entirely but from the pictures it does look a little awkward and mind you like i said we are just looking at pictures here so until we actually see it in person who knows maybe it actually works but for now i'm kind of saying eh, on the rear end of the design of the car i think just make it a little bit more i guess standard and i don't think it would have hurt the vehicle at all so with the exterior out of the way let's get on to the interior shall we from the interior pictures we have seen, thank God it appears they are keeping a manual. I was a little concerned that, well, as they switch into more platform options, that they might get rid of the manual and options of just a strict, well, automatic. But I'm glad they kept the manual because it's kind of a dying trend in cars nowadays. But I do have to say, foreign cars have seemed to kind of keep that trend alive, and so has Mustang as well. They do keep the standard red button they've had in the the sixth generation. In fact, the entire interior overall, while it is modernized very much, it is very reminiscent of the six or the sixth generation interior that was out the year before, with a few notable changes. Obviously, we've modernized a bit, so I guess my big gripe comes back into saying is. Can we just build the touchscreens into the dash? I mean, are we getting that lazy? I'm not going to say the interior of the dash doesn't look terrible with these screens and that, but just kind of find a way to bring them into the dash a little bit more. I think it would just look a lot sleeker. But more importantly, there's two big features on this interior that I do have to say I kind of like. First is a actually a more of a mechanical feature as well, and that is an electric e-brake. Now you're probably wondering, well, what does it matter if you have an electric e-brake? It's basically the emergency brake you pull it to park your car if you're parking up on a hill, especially if you have a manual. Well, an electric e-brake basically allows you to feel less resistant when pulling up on that e-brake, where it used to require a lot more force, especially if you happen to be going 100 miles an hour, going into a turn. Absorbing that amount of force was kind of a pain in the neck, whereas an electric e-brake, you don't need to have that kind of force. You can pretty much flick your wrist and have that thing lock up the rear tires. If you happen to want to maybe go a little faster around a curve with the rear end kind of slinging out a little bit, you know, for that kind of person. Also, another feature for this car that I do think is kind of cool is the option to change your, I guess, your whole front dash pretty much at this point. The entire front dash is not longer mechanical. I know some people might gripe and complain about that, and I do get your points. I do like a mechanical dash still, too. But it does allow you to do some cool things. Like, for example, it allows you to change the dials to, at least from the ones I saw in here, a sort of retro-esque-looking style looks a little bit reminiscent of a Fox body style of uh, cluster gauges. Um, it allows more futuristic options, more simplistic with just the miles per hour, a more almost like something from the 80s with a speed dial going up and down. It does allow us to do some pretty cool, eh, very cool things, I will say that. And even guys, a red counter, like I said, it looks like something from the 80s. You can see a little dial going up like something from the 80s Camaros and that, that always looked kind of cool. So overall, I do have to say it does have some very cool features in the car as well. So, we have kind of a general styling of the car on the exterior of the car, and I will say, while it is, it's a very much an updated and modernized version of the 6th generation that definitely improves upon things quite a bit and looks pretty good as well. So overall, I give this thing two thumbs up, and that's not even going into anything really to do with the engine. So let's look at some of the performance options you will be able to get in these new 2024 Ford Mustangs. So to start off with, and the most important thing, 
is this is still going to be powered by the 5.0 liter V8 engine and an updated turbocharged 2.3 liter eco engine. They haven't really told us much about the horsepower numbers, I guess, overall. So this could mean that they have maybe an upgraded 5.0 liter V8, maybe a better fuel economy in that to get in there. But overall, they are definitely still keeping with that option as well. What's new for it in these kind of models is they're both going to be a GT and EcoBoost model. Basically, your sportier ones as well, as well as a, well, fuel economy one. Now, I will say there were two Mustang options, like V6 and the EcoBoost one. It seems that they're dropping the V6 one, which I kind of think was a little redundant. It was less horsepower than the EcoBoost and didn't save any more gas than it. It was just kind of redundant in between there. I mean, if you're going to get it, I mean, that sound is nice, but you're going to probably get the four-cylinder anyways. More importantly, though, there is a Mustang that's going to become a track-ready model called the Dark Horse Edition. And this is going to have the big, loud 500 horsepower <laughs> horsepower. 500 horsepower Coyote V8 engines and a direct line to the Ford Performance Park bin. Apparently, they're going to be kicking these things up quite a bit of notches, and um, I will say the old Mach 1s were cool, but the fact that they're now tossing the Coyote engine in these things is, without having to you know, do it yourself, is definitely a big step forward. Again, there's no going to be no fancy little basically your electric engine option or your hybrid option so honestly thank goodness for that i was a little worried about that as well so to start off with we're gonna kind of there's some estimates that car and driver put out down apparently the ecoboost is estimated to be around thirty thousand. your gt model forty thousand. the dark horse is estimated to be about 55 which is all relatively on the low end and honestly pretty dang good and i've even seen a couple almost artist renderings of these new uh, dark horse ones and they do look pretty dang badass including one video of it revving up and that coyote engine does sound pretty damn good in the car overall i do have to say if i were to buy one and i had fifty thousand dollars laying around i'd definitely buy a dark horse edition considering especially these probably the last ones and that but like i said this is going to be a whole generation model year so this thing will probably last us another seven or eight years thank god despite everybody else going to electric at least Ford's maybe sticking with it a little bit longer, and hopefully for quite a long time to come. So overall, my opinions on these new Mustang is, well, holla frickin' Louia that they're at least keeping a V8 engine in these things, because it's kind of the last dog left in the whole race. My Dodge has pretty much dropped out with them for some unknown reason, despite Dodge's practically beating Mustangs until this new edition came out. They were practically almost clobbering them in the sales category, not like by a huge margin but the fact they were losing it all was a miracle that hadn't been seen in like 06 so i think dodge dropping out of the race definitely helps them because well, let's face it that new challenger or charger whichever one it is the new charger electric is not nearly going to be as competitive and overall the camaro is well dead and with no indications of it ever coming back especially with the well it's Chevy's insistence upon producing crud. So, my overall is, yes, I love this car. I love the design of it. I like the refresh. It's not quite a totally design change, but it's a good refresh, pretty much, to hyper-modernize the car and make it look 
almost futuristic despite not changing the car all that much. The interior looks not anything super different, but still pretty dang nice. And the Dark Horse Edition, I think, definitely is a good buy if you have $55,000 or about that lying around. So overall, I give the Mustang two big thumbs up for keeping that V8. So, with the review of the Mustang out of the way, let's go on to a little bit of news, shall we? Including one major gripe I have about my most beloved car company that I seem to always adore, General Motors. So, on to the news. So, to be honest, we don't have a ton of news to go over, but I'm probably going to tangent on for two or three minutes on a certain... Well... Probably the dumbest commercial. I, I despise Chevy commercials. But at the end of this, we'll go into a little skit about, well, probably about the dumbest commercial, most annoying commercial I have heard from General Motors in a darn long time. But before that, let's get on to the actual important news first. So, for all you fans of Ferrari, the 2023 Porsangu, Porsingu, whatever it's called, Ferrari has unleashed their new... Well, as everybody has to seemingly nowadays, mid-size SUV, whoop-de-flippin'-do. It is look kind of futuristic, I guess. It looks sort of car-ish. It's got a really long front end of the car. It's it it's a Ferrari. It looks confused as to why it's a car or an SUV and how it concur with it. It wants to be a car, and yet it's an SUV. I, I don't know how I'll review this thing because it is beyond ugly looking in my opinion it just looks baffled and confused so if you're interested or have an obsessive amount of money lying around to buy something you're probably going to absolutely hate well i guess ferrari's unleashing their new suv if you want to haul the kids around in suicide door style yes this thing has suicide doors because it needs a gimmick of some kind to survey hell ain't gonna sell itself on looks apparently it's gonna have a decent amount of power um 714 horsepower and yeah i mean it's cool but just dumb looking i mean if you're gonna make an scv you at least commit i get you're trying to create a new design style on that but let's face it all mid-sized suvs are bland boring and all the same i get you at least try to do something different but you've just created something that's damned confused on what the hell it's supposed to be so ferrari get your act together and stop producing this garbage Anyways, another news from Ram. See, Ram CEO has made hints at the Ram Evolution concept. Basically, an electric Ram 1500 pickup. They say that will deb- debut soon. Now, to be honest, I don't know. Again, I guess they're cutting most of their V8s from their option lineup, so I guess they need to do something different. But I guess with Ford, especially announcing the Lightning, Ram does need to do a little bit of catch-up. I don't know how well it'll sell, because the whole point of Rams has been their Hemi V8s and their big touchscreens and everything else like that, which I don't know if they'll be able to have in that giant electric car, because it'll drain more battery than they could probably produce. But, you know, yeah. I can't say it's a bad thing, I guess. Like I said, if you're going to keep up with competition, you do need to do something. But I just have always questioned the practicality of an electric pickup, because, well... It seems a bit stupid because the moment we start hauling anything, at least remotely heavier, towing something, you're going to drain that battery pretty dang fast. So, you know, I guess you have to come out with it, but I don't know. Well, I just, I'm kind of anxious to see what it looks like. I hope they don't completely murder the dang thing. 
and they didn't do a half bad job of keeping the design stylings of that new Challenger, I mean, Charger car they released. But, you know, you never know. I mean, like what I just complained about with Ferrari, so it's always an option to screw it up. Another Dodge news. In 2023, obviously, Charger's biting the big one. But before it goes, you can get a Charger King Daytona. Apparently, it's the last call for, well, one of the last call editions they're coming out with. And this has an 807-horsepower Hemi V8 engine, one of the big Hellcat motors. Obviously, they're trying to get in their last hurrahs while you can, and Daytona's have always been traditionally the 392s is the highest option, so it's kind of cool that you're getting a bigger engine option in the big Daytonas and that, so and it does look pretty cool, I will say that, I've seen some of the pictures. I only gripe is the comedically style. I mean, I guess my two big gripes about the car, just first impressions looking at it, while it does look like your traditional thing, there's two big gripes I have. The choice in design styling for the King Daytona logo and the uh, choice in wheels. And you can see they geared towards a certain demographic, let's just say. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's a primary driver. But there's two big things I like to mention with this thing. One is that the King Daytona, or Daytona, was, you'd think, be if you named it the King, would be gearing towards, well... A certain NASCAR driver who was indeed the king. But they don't seem to have gone that way. They seem to have focused on the inner city. People would seem to tend to, you know, put 25-inch rims and 1-inch rubber on their tires. I think it's questionable to gear towards that crowd. But, you know, yeah, you guys to each their own. I don't think it looks horrible. But, you know, I definitely would pick the 20-inch rims for... That's for darn sure. They just look weird on the car. In other news... If you happen to own an electric car in California, well, you may be able to see some of the problems I originally griped about. California experienced a major power outage, meaning that several, well, many, many, many people could not charge electric cars, also meaning, well, there was a bit of a problem getting to work, apparently, a couple weeks ago. Apparently, California experienced one of their pretty standard-issue blackouts or brownouts or whatever they want to call it, and apparently... It we lasted almost a day, and practically everybody who woke up the next morning couldn't have any electric cars charged. And, well, you can see where the problem comes in. This, again, is my gripe with electric cars that I think nobody seems to mention. California, despite being one of the largest metropolitan areas in the universe, seems to struggle just to produce the electric they need just to produce their own city. And yet we think we're going to be able to charge all electric cars across the goods we're currently standing in? I don't think so. But, you know, I guess that problem will come, and honestly... We all seem to be blind to it until it hits us in the face. But, you're probably thinking that's a tangent I was talking about, but uh, not quite. I was watching football the other day. This is my final bit of news, more personal, if you will. I was watching football the other day, and I have always griped a little bit about Chevy's commercial. I don't know who is their marketing director, but for the past, like, 15 years, the guy has been a blithering idiot. One of the dumbest things I ever heard was when one of their commercials had a guy come on there and go, it looks like a BMW. Why in shit's name do I want my Chevy to look like a BMW? But no, this was beyond that stupidity. It was the most annoying, most ear-shrilling commercial I have ever heard in my life. If you heard the Chevy Equinox commercial, I'm sure you wanted to light yourself on fire and throw yourself off a bridge. It was the most annoying commercial I've ever heard in my bloody life. Again, I don't know who the hell the marketing director is for Chevy, but come on. What the heck are you thinking? You produce that 
that weird song that I don't know who sings it. I don't know why. And then the stupid song of the people singing to it and cheesiest garbage. And, oh, bloody hell. It was awful. It was ear green. Oh, but Lord almighty. I don't, like I said, I don't know who in bloody's name decided that that was a good idea. But, you know, I guess some idiot at General Motors decided, yep. That's the commercial that's going to shell our new Chevy Equinox after our shit show with the bolts. Yep, that's the commercial. I'm sure everybody will love it for sure. There's no way in hell this will make everybody want to commit suicide after hearing it for 10 minutes. And we're going to make sure that in case no one hasn't heard it for the fifth time, we're going to play it almost every commercial break in the world. And we're going to make sure every universal person wants to blow themselves up with a nuke. Because this is going to be the most annoying commercial we've ever come up with. And everybody's going to remember our name forever. At least that's how I picture the boardroom meeting going. Honestly, like I said, I'm not going to say too much because, well, I don't know, maybe they will sell millions off of this. But if there, if there is, if people bought this car because of that commercial, well, honestly, you probably deserve, um, I don't know, you probably belong in the nutty bin. Because that was the most annoying commercial I think everybody's ever heard in their entire life. I don't know how Chevy continues to do this crap with these commercials. They've continually made these type of awful commercials but this is by far championing as one of the worst things they have ever done with commercials yeah so yeah that was a good tangent they got off my chest with stupid chevy obviously they never seem to disappoint every week as far as well dumb shit they are doing i don't know how they manage to do it every week too i mean Obviously, individual car companies will do dumb stuff all the time, especially like Dodge most recently. But, I mean, they do it in spurts. Chevy puts it out pretty much every day. Anyways, I suppose that'll do it for the news and my little changing. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. I do hope you all well, enjoyed my last rant and rave for the next well, five minutes if you ever hear that commercial come on i highly encourage you to mute your tv and if you do not have a mute button or your remote nearby well you know jumping out the window will work too i hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night i'd appreciate if you leave a review if you would or a comment it does help my videos or well my little podcast does get mentioned a little bit i guess so I hope you have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye.